Hey guys, Scott here. A quick mention about what today's episode's about. Um, you're probably wondering, why was there no show Friday? Well, we were saving it up for this. So for a long time, I've been wanting to have a conversation uh, on the show in depth about community and how it's um, how World of Warcraft tends to be a great place for this sort of stuff to form. And having been a part of a pretty large community for now 10 plus years, it seemed like a good opportunity to talk about it given some recent events, but also an excuse to bring back an old friend. I won't give it away just yet. You're going to hear in a minute who's with me. Um, but I think you'd be happy if you are a long listener of the show. The voice will be immediately familiar. So anyway, tuck in, uh, give this a listen. And big thanks to Matthew Oxley for the music I'm about to play. We've had it forever, but it's uh, the theme he made for our guild, AIE. Felt like that was an appropriate uh, bit of music to play for this particular episode. Uh, so I'll play a bit of that and we'll fade into the conversation that I had with a very special guest. Appreciate you guys listening. And uh, good luck to both the Europeans who are traveling right now. And um, we hope they're doing good, which is partly why we did this today. Anyway, we'll see you next week for a normal show. Hopefully with all of us. We'll see you then. Hey, everybody, uh, come pull up a chair and enjoy a reunion of sorts. Uh, I think it's a reunion. It's an, it's an also of sorts. It's of many sorts. Uh, it's the sort that's lots of fun, and I'm super glad I'm doing it. Uh, welcome to the program. The one, the only, the Randy Deluxe. Randy Jordan from back in the day, dude. What's going on? How are you? I yo, Oh, my gosh, you're asking. Uh <laughs> You weren't, you weren't expecting I'm, that question, were you? I wasn't. <laughs> I almost. I should. I should go back in time and ask you to not ask me how I'm doing. That's right. You'd have I'm, to go back to like 2009, and then uh, I'm. So one thing that's changed. Uh, you know, you and I, uh, we we communicate quite a bit all the time for the last few years. But uh, over the years since you and I last uh, did the instance together, you, you care about how I'm doing. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Well, you know, people. People move on and they get, they have stuff going on. You want to make sure people are doing all right and and all that. Now, people may be saying, "Whoa, what is this? What is happening here?" Well, I, I can tell you, um, as many of you know, uh, some of this is going to be not news to a lot of you. But uh, back in 2010, Randy took up a position at Blizzard, uh, and the our our ability to do a weekly show for the world of warcraft and so on it kind of ended there and we weren't able to do it anymore we were able to thankfully continue to do film sack and that's gone on to continue to be the rad thing that it is but we've never really had an opportunity or a chance or even you know a, a good excuse to say hey we should get the band back together and talk for an episode i don't really know why we haven't except we we were given reason here recently uh, where it made a lot of sense for us to put our heads together and talk about a little bit about not just the history of, uh, you know, all these things that bring us together. That all plays a part, obviously. But I wanted to focus today on the community aspect of video games, people in it, and how that stuff can just radically change your life. So if, a little bit of history here. Randy and I... When we started doing the show together in late 07, 
there was an opportunity to reform and sort of reorganize our guild, which at the time we thought was going to be this neat little side thing, but we didn't have, you know, we didn't have aspirations beyond that, I don't think. Sorry to correct you, it was late uh, 2006. Sorry, oh, uh, late 06, you're the, right. You're the, guild, the guild starts in February 2007. You're totally right. And we hadn't, uh, the show was not even a year old yet. And here we are, you know, 11 years into the show. Wait, it's more than that now, isn't it? It's uh, 12, show's 12 years. 12 years, holy crap. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> when that happened, we didn't, we had no idea, I don't think, the level of interest that there would be in people flooding in. They were they were coming, obviously, because of the show. That was sort of the gateway, but also it was a hot time for Warcraft. And, and you know, if you were going to start a guild, that maybe was the time to do it. And the show was doing really well, and there was some notoriety there. So things were just really cranking. And at the time, I thought, well, this is cool. This will be a thing that we have, and it'll be there, and we do what we do there and all that, and that'll be great. What I didn't know, and I want to discuss this some with you is how much that would in 10 years how much that would change from hey this is a little side bit to these are my tribe these are my people these are the people i trust and like the most in the world these are better friends than flesh and blood people i communicate yeah. with in the real world yeah you know? so so when you and i met uh i was working professionally in a capacity that would eventually become what we now call community management, but it didn't used to be, uh, you know, like when you look at the development of communications, right, you have, uh, old media, new media, social media, web 2.0, like that's a, an evolution chart, right? Sure. And web 2.0 comes along pretty late. Like no one's really thinking about it when suddenly, uh, everyone is their own speaker. You know, everyone has their own voice and the ability to do things like uh, comment and edit everything out there, right? Right. And uh, so I was working in a job where uh, I had hundreds of customers and they were all uh, disparate. They're all spread out all over the country. And I was emailing them and, and traveling to see them and so forth. And we were slowly working through the, the realization that what you needed to give people was the ability to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And that sort of proto community management, uh, is what set, set the stage for me to, uh, you know, to come along and, uh, along with you, uh, kind of, kind of cut our teeth on this wild new frontier. We really, you know, like, like podcasting, itself we just didn't really know what in the world we were doing we just knew that there was something that needed to be done right? yeah even the things even the things early on that would inform this or that would sort of be a shadow of this like you know for years i was involved in like shooter uh, three uh, th first person shooter clans and unreal tournament clans and and we'd have forums and we'd have places to sort of you know plan when we were going to play together or share mods or whatever so there was some of that happening but it was nothing compared to well, a managing what would become the world's largest uh, World of Warcraft guild, uh, or b all the things that that means, which uh, me turns out means quite a lot. It was roughly tw uh, was it twenty ten BlizzCon, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. When when uh, the the changes to guild uh, size changed, and they they made it so we oh, could right. only have that was oh nine. That was oh nine, right? Was it oh <laughs> nine? It always feels like I'm about a year a year ahead of everything. <laughs> 
But it, but it, when that happened, there was, uh, you know, a huge outcry, but mainly from people like us. A few other guilds were affected as well, and we worked with those guilds to kind of come up with some ideas. But, but we freaked out because we were like, well, we got like seven or eight thousand people, and and how now are they supposed to communicate? We're now limited to, I think initially it was like six hundred per guild or something, and then that went, uh, that number ended up going up uh, before launch or before they actually put the expansion out, and. Um, you know, put our heads together, figured out a way to do it. Smart, smart, technical people uh, on quote unquote on staff for the guild. And, <laughs> and, uh, and that's the, that's the real amazing thing. Yeah. It's, it's not that we fumbled through figuring out what, you know, we like you, you had forums and, and you were uh, really keen on how forums could be used to, to keep people communicating with each other 24 seven. And, you know, but we were still kind of like regularly like, what do what's this ventrilo thing you know like mm-hmm. there was this constant new thing always on the horizon and we were always trying to figure out whether or not it was a part of the future of community management or just some distraction and you were really i mean you you were really a pioneer in this regard where you knew exactly how to reach people and how to k- keep reaching more and more people and as we went people would come along that were so good at helping, you know, at, at, at being more than just a part of the community, but being a, a community leader. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not, that's not something that happens to every community, right? Like, right. uh, you know, guilds grow and guilds shrink and this online community, it, it grew and it never stopped growing. And I, I, I I think that's more the result of those other people, the people who came along like Stig and, you know, Veronica and so forth, who, had these things to offer and were willing to, you know, to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's funny because I don't know. I felt like it was the kind of thing that was going to crush her under its own weight. Um, I had really, I had real worries about that in the beginning. And and um, you know, as much as the game facilitated this forming, I also knew that Warcraft would not be where it stopped. It would it would branch out it would not just branch out to other blizzard games but just in gaming in general and then it would be more than that even it would become um groups of like-minded people talking about things that they wanted to do or things they were interested in that had nothing to do with games but just this was a mechanism or a a a crossing point where like-minded people and even some unlike-minded people would would have a chance to meet form bonds and friendships and that stuff would go on for well until this day and that was unexpected. None of that was expected for me. Um, uh, I, I knew that there would be lots of opportunity for, we're going to raid Tuesday, see you then, and hey, look at guild so-and-so, or uh, uh, group so-and-so, they, they've downed whatever first on the server, and yay, woo <laughs> Like, that kind of stuff was going to happen, <laughs> and I think that's great. And, that, and if that's all that would have happened, it still would have been amazing. But what happened instead is it, it just branched out from there and became something more than that. Like there are, there are people who I've now effectively known for a decade who I don't, there's no other way I would have met them. There's no other circumstance under any circumstance I would have run into them. And they turned out to be people that I rely on, that I uh, confide in, that I talk to all the time, whose personal lives are, are important to me. And I want to make sure they're doing okay. And they want to make sure I'm doing okay. And it's a, it, it just flies in the face of this weird old notion that I think some people still have that 
that we're just, you know, anonymous pale faced weirdos in basements. And it's just not that it's a, it's a much warmer, more open and in plenty of cases, a very physical relationship. It's a very, let's meet up at this con. Let's all do this at BlizzCon. Let's go to Nerdtacular. Let's do these things and, you know, really get to know each other. And there's some people at home going, hey, get to know each other, physical. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. I just mean, you know, we're, there's a there's a family there that I didn't know I had nor needed 10 years ago. And um, now it's invaluable. So all of this... All this stuff, there's a point to where we're kind of heading with this. Um, and, and the reason I hope listeners are, if you're still here, you've heard, you heard my little preamble at the top of the show, so you kind of know what to expect today. Um, but I, I wanted to do two things today that were important to me. One was uh, get a reunion out of Randy and I somehow. So here it is. So I hope everyone's, mm. I hope everyone's basking in the warm glow of that, all right? Whatever, yeah. that, whatever that gives you. <laughs> whatever tingly sensation you have in your nethers this gives you great i think that's awesome um so it's something we wanted to do anyway and here's our good excuse but there are sort of somber circumstances as to why all this is is coming up in our minds why we're reflecting on 10 plus years of community driven by world of warcraft and beyond and it's the loss of one of our own we lost uh uh really one of the greatest people i ever knew and um had the chance to meet both in person and online. Uh, and that was uh, Roger White, also known as, of course, uh, Ralph. Everyone knows him as Ralph. And um, he passed away suddenly a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago now. And um, we've done all sorts of things within our community to sort of honor him. And and I I think give, uh, give people a way to express themselves regarding him and his influence on people. But man, what a what a wake up call that entire experience has been to me. Because this wasn't just some guildy that lived in Wisconsin or something that I'd never heard from outside of a few runs in a dungeon or something. And oh no, oh, he passed away. Oh, it's you know, it wasn't one of those. And those can happen too. Some people you know inject themselves in the community more than others. But in the case of Ralph, he became. He he went from guy I heard about, guy who was really helpful and awesome, guy who then became part of our guild leadership, to guy who over the last eight years or so has been always there every day in some way in my life. And I had taken complete for granted uh, on this. In a way, I feel like the onlineness of all of this made him almost kind of a an artificial construct that was... Uh, eternal <laughs> in a weird, it's kind of hard to explain but he just was never going to go away and 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 I mean that in all the positive ways he was just this friend you could call on anytime he was always reaching out to see how you were doing he was always wanting to talk about the stuff you were into he was on every live show I did he was in that audience talking and communicating and being part of that world and then I would find out from 100 other people that he was spending that same kind of time with them and just being this pinnacle of the community. And man, that got me just thinking for days on end about what that means and how powerful that is and how it was snuffed out way too soon. And, and, and we were left sort of going, oh my gosh, what did we really lose here? And we lost way more than just a casual online acquaintance. That is all very new territory for me in a way that has not really happened before. And um, I know a lot of people listening to this were affected by 
by Ralph and, and what he did for this community. But, but what a, what a wonderful, weird weave it is to start with a game where we're just trying to get gear and level up. And then, (laughs) you know, eventually we end up with somebody who we'd happily name our kids after, you know what I mean? Like that's just, it's a weird experience, man. Well, and, and I, I think the reason you and I are having this discussion at this hour is because, uh, we both kind of realized a week ago when we had an online wake for Ralph yeah. that there was a lot more that we kind of wanted to investigate and talk about than just Ralph. Like at a wake, you talk about the dearly departed mm-hmm. and you and I did a lot of that. And coming out of that, I felt like, gosh, there's there's more here. There's more to this. Yeah. Uh, somehow Ralph has sparked something for me that is, uh, that, you know, is greater than even all of my memories and experiences of Ralph. And there are a lot of those. So, yeah. uh, And he's this big, so for, for those who didn't have the honor of meeting him, he's this great big teddy bear of a guy, great big dude. When you hug him, you know, you're getting hugged. Uh, just the sweetest disposition, kind hearted, funny, hilarious, all of those things. There have been times since his death where I went, D- was he really here? Did we, <laughs> did we have yeah. this guy who I just didn't, I didn't fully appreciate or was there, you know, was this some kind of weird, <laughs> like almost supernatural event where you're impacted by somebody who's, who's only had this one mission to come and make everybody realize that video games can be a haven for real relationships, for real uh, quality interaction. Like we're in, a, in an age where that's possible the the tools the technology things like you were talking about earlier they're in a place where we just have no excuse you know we're like all, all of us are there's two ways you can go and you can go all in you can be a complete douche and you know put a fake face on and 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 make a wake of destruction online if you so choose to or you can do like Ralph did which was whatever the opposite of that other thing is just this, <laughs> this awesome, That's, everything he touched turned to gold. People would uh, feel better when he was there. It, it's just a, it's really unusual. It's, I mean, I know there are other people doing this. There are people that if they died tomorrow, I'd go, Oh no, this is like Ralph level stuff or, yeah. or even more. Like I know that, but I don't know that anyone's exemplified it more than his time in our, in our guild in our lives in our, you know, in our space. Well, and also, uh, you get to know people online, and even though you meet them in person, you you know them much more as words on a screen and maybe a voice that you talk to, you know, over uh, your voice chat and this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or a torrent um, or an undead guy or, a, or yeah. a human or whatever, right? That that really came home for me when I got, a, I got an email from uh, Ralph's mom after the funeral, which was two days ago. And, uh, it was just a, a, you know, a few words about, uh, uh, about the, this strange experience for, for she, uh, and her family, because, you know, you don't, you really don't ever intend to uh, attend to the funeral of your child. Right. And, um, one of the things she said kind of blew me away, which was, uh, uh, she said that, uh, she knew uh, some of how uh, widely, uh, I guess, uh, involved he was with lots of other people. She, she had, you know, she had visited him. She said she even had listened in 
a bit on conversations that he was having on his computer mm-hmm. uh, with other people and this sort of thing. But uh, she said so many of his family in Missouri didn't really know what she called the East Coast Roger. Mm. And I that phrase just got me, mm-hmm. the East Coast Roger. And I got to thinking about how, you know, my family, there's probably a bunch of people in my family who uh, don't know the West Coast Randy. There are people I went to, I was at a wedding yesterday, there are people that are right next to me who don't know what the West Coast Scott is doing. <laughs> they have no <laughs> idea. Like, I totally yeah. get that. I totally understand that. But I, in their case, I think even more so, he was away from... From then for for a long time, he was working in, in Maryland and, uh, you know, had been a part of what we're doing for so long that a lot of this must have seemed kind of foreign to them um, in, in a way that, you know, I think now in retrospect, she probably looks at it and goes, man, I'm glad that was there for him. But I, and the yeah. and w- the conclusion I was going to get to the hardest thing for me to deal with is I want to say to this person who's, she is a complete stranger to me. This is the first time we've ever communicated. I want to say to her, Hey, I feel like I was his family too. Mm -hmm. And that shows you the power of community. Yeah. Like there's, there's nothing quite like the ability to talk to and communicate with people and share your lives in some way, uh, you know, online for building bonds that uh, are just as good as family or close friends, this kind of thing. In some ways, better because you can kind of jumpstart it. Like, um, I'll I just share this little anecdote. My daughter, sure. my daughter, and uh, Brian Ibbett, a friend of the show's son, Tristan, were at a uh, well, one of our nerdtacular gatherings back in 2011, and uh, she would have been 13 or something at the time. And um, he, Ralph, just sauntered up to the game area where people were playing game board games and things and and um, and stuff, and just said, "Hey, do you guys want to learn how to play Magic?" And they were like, "Yeah, we'll play. We want to know how to play Magic: The Gathering. That sounds cool." So they sat down, and he spent I don't know how long teaching them the the both basics and advanced strategies of how to play a good Magic game and how to build your deck and what cards are good and all that sort of thing to these kids who otherwise have no connection to him. And when they got news of Ralph's passing, they were devastated. And mm-hmm. I got thinking to myself, it's kind of pretty much except for subsequent years when we'd see him again and, you know, they would say hi to him, but it was kind of their one and only major interaction with him. And yet it was so palpable for them. And the loss was so real. I really had to think about that for a while and go, well, why is this that my daughter's this upset uh, about him. She's, she's, you know, a, she's a big hearted kid anyway and tends to, you know, feel for everybody. But, but there was something more here. And I think what it is, is, you know, when you lose somebody who's, who matters to you, most of the time it's because you have years of, of interaction or they raised you or you raised them or, you know, you have all of these very intimate sort of long-term familial kinds of experiences together. But in this case, it was a game of magic or two. Mm-hmm. And it's like a weird jump-started version, uh, like concentrated amounts of of connection. Yeah, connection. Yeah, and that's and that is really unique and unusual to to our world, I think. And I don't just mean our community. I think this is true of a lot of communities. But but this this world we live in now, where a shared interest in 
Diablo three can get you married, <laughs> you know? What? And, you know, you hear people, especially older people say, I'm so glad I didn't grow up on the internet or with the internet, blah, blah, blah. And I always, I always think in my head when I hear that, gosh, I'm so glad I just caught it. I just, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm just young enough that I can, I feel like I kind of grew up with the internet because there's so many things that I can't imagine living without. And I don't mean iPhones. I mean, relationships and ways to create relationships and sustain relationships mm -hmm. that, uh, are quite real. Uh, if, if like, and I, I, I realize it, it's 2017, we need to put to bed that argument, right? That, uh, how you are on the internet is, uh, not how you are in real life or even that IRL means anything mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, actually trying to make that distinction starts to grate on me now. Yeah, yeah. because, I, this is just, it's all real life and there's never a time when, uh, when we should excuse ourselves from our responsibilities to our relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe for our generation that knew before and after there's some things to get used to. Sure. Right. Sure. But, uh, gosh, I'm so glad that, that we, uh, have what we have and we've, uh, had these opportunities because, we got to know someone like Ralph. Like I, I'm so glad that I got 10 years of, uh, shared experiences with him rather than only seven or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and plus it's all just so ramshackle. It's like, well, why did, you know, when Andrew left the show, how did Randy get on the show? Everyone always asked me, Oh, well I just asked him if he would, cause he was doing this cool segment for the show that he just volunteered to do one time. And that led to that. And then this leads to this. And then that other thing leads to that. And before you know it, you got all these leads to going on. And you and and the sum of it is 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 kind of breathtaking. And it's not like it was all easy. It's not like this entire oh. journey has been like a piece of cake and one big kumbaya all the time. There, there's been division sometimes in the community. They they're usually that stuff usually heals, but sometimes not. Sometimes it's you know just tricky to know the best thing to do in the right situation. But what? But that's that's family also. <laughs> like yeah, and it. and you know like the the real core answer to how do you and Randy even have a history mm -hmm. is chemistry. Mm -hmm. That's the real core answer. If, if you and I, the first time we ever just chatted on Skype, hadn't had any chemistry at all, we would have gone our separate ways. Right. And that chemistry is something that we uncovered very quickly. And then you go along and we make a community together and we uncover that we have chemistry with someone like Stig and we uncover that we have chemistry with someone like Ralph and other people we don't. Yeah. And so it doesn't, they don't become, uh, you know, a, a leader and, and a guide for so many others. But, uh, the, the point I'm trying to make here is that there's this real simple concept and this is how you find your tribe. This is how your tribe gets created online now mm -hmm. and and probably for the for the rest of humanity as long as we have this kind of technology so here's the here's a question for yeah. you do you what do you think it is about uh, you know uh, obvious ties notwithstanding um and and listen the ties from from me to blizzard certainly randy to blizzard are deep and long and historic but what do you think it is about world of warcraft that that is is this the right platform at the right time for what we've seen in the last 10 years. Was it just lucky? Was it just that it happened to be the big, uh, broad-based 
MMO experience that finally everyone bought into and you went into the millions instead of the hundreds of thousands. And, and that just also happened to be right around the time the internet started to find its like tendrils and, and, and it's, you know, we were starting to head into the worlds of, of Facebook and Twitter down the road and things like that. Or, or do you think there's more to it than that? I, I do think there's more to it than that. And I think that the, uh, the, the sociological book on what in the world is going on in the years between like 2001 and 2010 that end up with these communities like ours, uh, is, it's extremely complicated. There's a lot to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the thing, uh, I, I think you can, you can come up with with two answers that seem like they're in conflict, but they're actually married. And, you know, one is things like world of Warcraft are good. Uh, I mean, just put flat out. They're good. There's, mm -hmm. a, you know, a, a lot of really talented people put a lot of effort into creating this space where people kind of have to come together. Right. You know? Yeah. So there's that. That's a really good point. I hadn't never really looked at it that way, but it does seem like this happens a lot at blizzard where they don't realize that they are doing it while they're doing it. In other words, they, their adherence to quality and polish on all the levels that they like it, whether it be story or, you know, graphics or whatever, they, they, they're so focused on that stuff. But what ends up happening is that kind of attention to detail, that sort of perfection tends to inadvertently make it possible for these things to grow around it. And I don't mean just like straight up, straight up success is one thing. Lots of people have that and they, it comes and it goes. Uh, you know, one minute you can be a huge Call of Duty fan and the next minute you can be um, sick of Call of Duty and, and the community's not doing great or whatever. But for whatever reason, Blizzard faithful tend to stay that way. Even if they uh, jump out to other Blizzard games or even if they jump out to other games in general, they, their hearts are just always sort of there. And I always get the impression that they don't know they're doing it. They don't know that they're providing the fertile ground for the seeds to grow. But just the act of the kind of work they do makes that ground fertile for for good or ill whether they know it or not that's just the way the ground is yeah but then but then here's the other thing the the second thing and uh, i think you got to ask yourself a, a question like are these kinds of online communities raging in india in china yeah in uh you know in places where the technology is different and uh there there are nascent things like this but the answer is no. Um, we we are uh, striking an iron in a very particular uh, part of the world with a very particular kind of uh, technological advancement in that time frame, that 2001 to 2009 time frame. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's kind of a miracle that these things stuck together, because you know you have these capitalist drives and these uh, uh, these these uh, like political shifts in the world and so forth. Mm -hmm. But somehow in what we kind of call the Western world, the English speaking Western world, there's been this stability. Yeah. And, and that you would think that, that, that something like world of Warcraft would come along and it would have its success and it would fade away. Right. Because so many other things are, are trying to, to beat it. Right. But the stability part actually works in concert with it. And people want to create relationships and maintain them and have them forever. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, you know, that is actually working against you if you want to go make the next big MMO right now. 
Oh yeah, you're, no, you you could people think it's just the game they got to worry about? Uh-uh. Like there is a that's the heart. <laughs> I mean that that you just nailed it. Like that is that's everything. Like for for another MMO to launch tomorrow. And and you know, God knows there's <laughs> Two or three MMOs out there that if you looked at it in a vacuum and said, here's a good MMO, you'd say, yeah, it is. That's like that's a nice MMO you got there. You got some cool ideas. You're doing some neat stuff, nice execution. You built on it over time. Like all that stuff's true. But they're all missing this one major hook, which is how do we grow these these virtual and therefore real families? Like how like how does how do all these attachments happen? And again, I'm not sure Blizzard knows. I'm not sure they do. I don't think there's a secret sauce to it, except that I think it grows up around quality and focus and adherence to to principle. I think those things just naturally spawn the kinds of stuff we're talking about. Well, I I disagree with you. I think Blizzard knows exactly what it's doing. I'm a, I'm the world's biggest fan of Blizzard, and uh, this message has been brought to you by Blizzard Entertainment, <laughs> uh, celebrating 25 years of. Well, anyway, the 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 thing is, um, the the thing is, I, I we keep coming around to Ralph, yeah. and I want to I want to come back around to him here because uh, Ralph played all the games. Yeah. Uh, but my gosh, did Ralph play all the games? Yeah. He, uh, you know, in in uh, in video game business, you identify these people you call whales. Also in the casino business, right? right. Um, they are people who the the one percent who actually spend money when they don't have, absolutely have to. Yeah, it's like the uh, it's like the free to play app store world we live in now. It's like those those are the whales the, the, um, of du jour. There's another strange kind of of person out there uh, in video gaming, and that's the player who purchases and tries all the games. And Ralph is one of those. And you would not think that those those things go hand in hand, that someone being the cornerstone of a community, a community that's glued together by basically shared experiences in a game, could also be the sort of person who has his fingers in every pie that comes along. But somehow Ralph made that work like nothing I've ever seen in my life. Everybody I ever talked to who joined this community immediately told me oh and i uh i found out that there were some people in aie who were playing uh uh this game you know they're gonna play rift while it was still on and so i went and joined him and ralph and i went and did this thing every single one of them yeah he started I, it was like multiplicity it was like in 12 places at once it felt like that guy it was crazy I, I don't i don't know how he did it but but the the point is it uh, it goes against what you might think of if you're just talking about the business of video games where right. they want to get they want to get a customer really adhered to them forever. There are there are some customers apparently for video games that can adhere to everything. Right. <laughs> there are some. But the, the, what set him apart though was he was not it wasn't that um he's going to come buy all your video games. That wasn't the 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 whaleness of him. No. Uh he wasn't no. addicted to your video games. What he was was they were part of his his minutia. Like they were part of his daily routine in that this is how I am friends with this group. So we are going to do stuff together. And hey, it's a new season of Diablo. Scott, let's power level a character so we can get you going on your on your achievements and stuff. Like it, they were they were weirdly tools in his hand instead of the other way around. And that's odd. Like still to this moment, I don't know how he was able to do it. And it and it went far and and wide. It wasn't just limited to Blizzard games. That's where his real love was, I think. But but it would it would go out of the stable occasionally, and it would be some weird stuff sometimes. And he would 
there'd be opportunities for me to get a text from him saying, Scott, you have to try this. This is the weirdest thing on Steam. It's only five bucks. Let's go. And we would go and we would play that thing or whatever. And and nobody didn't like him. And the very next day, a new season of Diablo would drop and it was back to, all right, Ralph mm. is here to help everybody. Somehow he's level 70 plus who knows how many Paragons without any other help. Somehow he's all ready to go. Like he was amazing that way. And it's I, just, it's, oh it, my gosh, it's crazy. It, it, it's funny just to take that little difference of character. Like for me, I've spent the last decade trying to not bother you too much. And <laughs> it's very recently with Ralph passing away that I've learned, oh, you can actually do that and Scott won't hate you. Like, uh, <laughs> like uh, you, you're, you know, you're, a, you're the kind of person who I, I really take your opinion of a video game seriously. Mm. And, and so I don't, uh, I don't want to you know, infringe on your time every time I come across some mobile game that's, that I think is kind of cool. Right. Ralph did that. Yep. And, <laughs> and the infringement worked out great because Ralph is so freaking amazing. Yeah, because he, like, he he didn't do it just like, oh, hey, here's a thing you should try because I should tell you what to play or any of that. It was always like you welcomed it. You were like, oh, now Ralph recommended it? All right, I'm in. I want to well, see but, what Ralph, Ralph's cooking. Not just, that, not just that Ralph liked it, but that he thought it was something you would like to yeah, care about your feelings yeah, no, that's uh, the regarding. Key. That's exactly yeah. it. That's, that's, that's the entirety of it. It wasn't about. It is not about whether I want a season nine Diablo character. That isn't the point. Or, or that he's got one and he's bored and needs people to play with. Those are never the points. The point is he knew I liked it and he knew what I liked about it and how I liked to play it and wanted me to let me know that he's there free to do that. Like that's a really, that's a very unusual relationship. Like, it's so, just the g most generous side of gaming. There's just no other. I don't know how else to explain it. I don't know anybody in my real life that's this generous with their time or their effort or their thoughtfulness. Like, these moments of, hey, you'd like this. No one does that. Who does that? I mean, a few people do that. But Ralph really did it. And he did it in concentrated amounts all the time. Well, and to circle all the way back around to community building and community management, uh, this is kind of an odd story. Um, like I, I've been studying community management a lot and it's a, it's a pretty straightforward, uh, kind of, uh, communications and, mm -hmm. and public relations. It's, it's about establishing these, uh, spaces online where people can, uh, engage together and other buzzwords that I can throw at you. Yeah. And Ralph, um, <laughs> Ralph, uh, sort of broke out of that. He, uh, he kind of went his own way and he it's it, the the weird thing is uh, my conclusion is not that it was about him yeah which is so weird because uh very quickly after we all got to know him uh we made him an, an officer in this community and not long after he became an officer he became a council officer you know a a leader of the officers and of the rest of the whole of the community. It was like a no brainer. It just made perfect it, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And there were, there were times when I thought about this very large community as really only having like five leaders, like five people who really, you, you know, you could count on to make a decision, uh, you know, if you needed a decision immediately or to, to communicate something, if you needed something communicated immediately. And Ralph was always one of those five. Yeah. always yeah and i don't like 
mean, I've said this at the memorial. I have zero desire to live in a post Ralph world where where somebody's not not that. Like he's just he provided this way of like, all right, we know BlizzCon dates. What are we doing for the room? Like nobody else was Ralph would think about it because the rest of us didn't want to. <laughs> not because so, we don't want to see each other, but because it's a pain. It's a huge management nightmare. It's like stuff you got to do. And he would always get out ahead of that stuff. And I'm going to miss that big time. And and so I think the thing I want to add to the definition of successful community management, yeah. in addition to tone and uh, things like um, correctly policing your community because you got to get rid of the jerks or they will run everybody else off and this kind of thing. In addition to all of that, I want to, because of Ralph, I now want to make sure we're talking about persistence and this sort of continual attention that you have to pay to a community for it to thrive. Uh, There there are uh, innumerable examples of communities that that failed, and I think a, a lot of them have to do with there wasn't a reason, a person or people that were bringing everyone together like a magnet mm-hmm. every day or every week or however often communities are, are communicating with each other. Uh, it, and it doesn't, it doesn't take a, a person, by the way. I, I don't think that uh, AIE and the, the larger Frog Pants community is about to shatter. I want to make that really, really clear. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't either, but it is, it is, uh, it's slightly less, I'll put it this way. It may be less with Ralph's passing, but it's, um, it's been weirdly motivating to, to remind everybody that they can kind of fill in for him. Like he can, it sounds trite to say it, but you know, he'll live on by by the fact that we uh, see the value in what he brought and reinforce it. Um, I have, I have, I have great optimism about that for the future of our little tribe here. And um, yeah, um, you know, w- without that kind of example, though, it's difficult to say whether we would have even, I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to think that we're, we got further and better with him in it than we would have without him. And now that he's not here, I think it's incumbent on us to pay attention to what that was and reinvigorate it, make it part of, of us in ways where it wasn't just us relying on Ralph to do it. (laughs) And instead we're, we're doing it in his stead. Um, and uh, you know, a lot, a lot of this stuff over the last few weeks has been like, Oh, you know, it's easy. It's easy to go. Well, his impact will be missed. It'll be difficult to fill his shoes. Like all those, all those, you know, (laughs) <laughs> ways of saying that have been said, but I've never been in a situation where I felt not really since my dad died. Have I felt in a situation where it was more appropriate to say, we need to fill those shoes. We need to find a way to, to let that his imprint stay and be an integral part of things. And I, and I think we're on the road to doing that. I mean, in the last few weeks I've seen people step up in ways I haven't in a very long time. And I, you know, I hope we can keep that momentum uh, going, but n- saying all of that and knowing who's listening to us, you know, we've got a a decent size of people who are involved in this community directly that are listening right now. But there are a ton of you out there with like a 30 man guild or a hundred man guild or you and your five friends who just run dungeons and wait for the next expansion. Like there's so many variations of what we're talking about here. And I know that in each of those situations, uh, y'all could use your own Ralph or you've got one. And um, I would just like to make the recommendation that people reach out and show as much appreciation to your Ralph as you can. 
because as it turns out, sometimes your Ralph can be taken without any warning. And that's rough business. It was uh, something we were just not prepared for. And uh, so many of us had recent conversations with Ralph about all sorts of fun things, but generally trivial things. I wish one of those things would have been. Ralph, I'm just grateful you're part of this community. And I'm I don't think I'd like it as much if you weren't in it. I wish I would have told him more, but he became the Lord for granted. <laughs> like just was yeah. there no matter whether you, whether you knew it or not, he was just going to always be there and you were going to always expect it. And I regret that a little bit. Well, and I, as I said last week, uh, taking something for granted is not always a negative. No, there are, there are plenty of things that we are lucky if we get to take them for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't take for granted, uh, that the things you have and the people, you know, and the, uh, the feelings you feel are forever. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I, uh, have I just keep coming around to on this. And I, I just reminded myself of, uh, JK Simmons, uh, speech when he, uh, uh, do you remember when he won, was it a golden, no, it was an Oscar, oh, right? Uh, yeah. For a couple Whiplash? years ago for Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. And and he uh, stood on stage and said, call your mom. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that is just oh, I, the, the one of the the hardest lessons to learn in life. And you, you really learn it the hard way is that there's going to be come there's going to come a time when your best friend is not available anymore for you to ever call again. Yeah. Uh, don't don't wait until then to uh, realize what you've got. Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. So, um, to, to kind of, to, to end things here today on a note of, um, I don't know, a way to tie tie a bow on this community in video games, certainly in world of Warcraft, which by and large, this audience is the most interested in, uh, is pretty unique. I I do feel like we're going to all be in our seventies one day, hopefully most of us and say, wow, can you believe what that was? Like that's, we're going to look back on this and just marvel at it a little bit. And, and there may be all new ways of doing it. You know, the kids will be running around with VR visors or some kind of weird augmented whatever. And, and, you know, they'll be living in a future with social interaction far beyond anything we can even dream of. Uh, but we'll look back and go, remember when it was Skype and Ventrilo and Mumble and Discord and, the game world of Warcraft and the new voice server in Battle.net and remember the nights we spent laughing and hooting and hollering at trying to take down uh, the fourth wing of some new raid, you know, recall the, the kinds of experiences like, Oh shoot, I forgot to gem up my weapon before we left town and, <laughs> and have somebody like Ralph's go, oh, I'm a, I'm a jewel crafter. Come here. And they just give you what you need. Um, there, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a day where we can just assess that from a perspective that will give us pause. And I'm, I'm not looking forward to getting there. But when I do, it's gonna put a smile on my face because I feel like we were, we were at a bit of a ground zero when it came to this sort of thing. Um, where we blazed a new trail in lots of ways, and it isn't just us. It's, it's so many people around us that did that. And you know, despite the fact that you've not heard Randy and I on this show. Uh, together for a very long time you know that very much our time together on the show was very much the 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 time when we saw the the explosion of this kind of thing we're talking about today and it's in, it's a really incredible legacy I, I i hope it it stands the way i look at it today i hope it stands 
even taller one day when I'm looking back at it and, and, you know, we've started to lose some of us and, uh, you know, we're just in a different place and maybe we never will. Maybe this idea that we're going to ever have that perspective is bunk. Maybe one day we're in our eighties and we're still communicating via whatever, and we're still hanging out and we're still playing whatever the hell blizzard made. Like that's entirely possible. It's not, you know, I don't, I, we could go on about what's really ephemeral in this life and what isn't, but maybe, maybe we could just keep going. Uh, you know, who knows, but, but I'm glad, I just, I'm glad I just grateful. had this crazy yeah. little daydream that 40 years from now, you and I are so old <laughs> and we're, we're having a podcast where we're talking about what, uh, Olivia Morheim's company blizzard three is doing. <laughs> she's just a baby. Uh, yeah, she's a tiny <laughs> kid right now. She'll be the, uh, CEO of some huge conglomerate at that point. Um, it's 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 really easy to uh, take an experience like this and just say, uh, well, there's uh, there's a lesson and here's what it is, and then just uh, kind of rattle off whatever you feel like you've not been doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I gotta uh, the lesson I just learned is I should never eat whatever I happen to eat right before this tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really really easy. The the important thing that that I hope that you and everyone listening. Uh, takes away from this is that it's about effort. Uh, like it's it's not there's no quick fix to anything, and there's no solution to whatever it is that you're missing. You know, you're missing uh, relationships, or you're missing the right relationship in your life. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to take effort. Yeah. And and Ralph is the the perfect sort of monument to that. Fix something, do something, accomplish something be something and know that it's going to take effort. You're going to have to, to throw yourself into whatever it is or, or, you know, accept that that's not the thing that you're going to experience. Sure. But man, effort, Ralph was effort. Yeah. He, he, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, uh, 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 an athlete or, or something like that. But everything he he did was uh, directed, uh, you know, in, in the right direction with the people that he that he touched and the people that he knew. Yeah. You you can't beat uh, that, like the the effort that it that uh, you have in you to uh, to accomplish things. You're 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 never going to get a shortcut. I agree. Uh, it doesn't matter where you're talking about either. You want to have a better relationship with your kids, effort. If you want to have a better relationship at work, effort. Like all of it takes effort. We're not here to hand out lessons necessarily. Life's hard. <laughs> Life, life's hard. Life's tricky. But he made that look easy, and um, and for that, I'm 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 grateful. I'm glad we had him in our lives. More importantly, I hope all of you have the kinds of relationships uh, with your guilds, with your playmates that you uh, that you want, and that you're going to continue to foster those. Do your part. To put in the effort. Oh, needed. I just heard, man, I heard Ralph's voice in my head saying, I'd like a relationship with a playmate. He would totally say that, dude. He would have totally said that. Yeah, he would have said that. He would have laughed. We all would have laughed. He's probably laughing now, yeah. but probably not. Well, we don't know. But all I know is if Ralph could laugh right now, he would. He would laugh <laughs> in a heartbeat and he would be, uh, he would love the fact that we made an, an inadvertent, uh, somewhat risque comment about him and playmates. And he would love that. So yeah. I can't think of any better way to to honor Ralph and his legacy than by, uh, by doing that. Um, thank you all for listening. I know it's a little bit different. Don't worry. We'll be back to patch notes and 7.3 and all the other things next week and all the stuff you love and, and like about the show. 
that's all coming back. But I'm really grateful for those who listened through this, uh, for you guys letting us have a little introspection uh, to not only talk about what it means to run a community like this, why these things tend to crop up, but also um, honor our friend a bit and, uh, you know, dedicate the, really this entire effort to him because um i don't know i keep i'm i feel like i'm never gonna have enough things i can say about ralph but it, it it's cathartic for me to be at the memorial it's cathartic for me to make a podcast and talk about him in this context uh and it's equally cathartic to be able to do this with you randy i really appreciate you being on with me i am so happy right now i like like as as sad as the last uh 11 days has been uh since we found out about this tragedy I have found so much joy in the realization that we get an opportunity to do more, yep. to to connect more, and that is just the the most wonderful thing. Uh, if if I uh, if I had uh, one opportunity on this episode to ask you a quick fire question, it would be: Would you please uh, just give me a little more? minutes in your life every week please because <laughs> i love you and uh what you and i have is awesome and uh what you and ralph had was awesome and i want to uh, maintain as much as i can some of that amen to all that i agree 100 percent. if you want to follow randy on twitter do it you can have conversations like this with him there at randy deluxe you can find me at scott johnson and, of course, the show at theinstance.net. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Love to hear your feedback about this episode and your own experiences in your guilds, in your communities, whatever they may be, no matter how far they may reach. Uh, so send us emails, theinstance at gmail.com. Uh, it's going to do it for us. Thank you again, Randy. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Oh, now I've got to go make a milkshake and give it an inappropriate name. <laughs> Will it bring me to the yard? That's the question. <laughs> Part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.